What's up, everybody? Hopefully, this episode is reaching you guys in 2020. Um, hopefully, this is our first episode of 2020. I'm not sure how that last episode we recorded, when it will be released, because there's been a lot of technical issues on my end with uh, my recording software. But we here we are. I got Eric today joined with me. Eric, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm great, man. It's... Uh... December 30th is the time of the recording of this, and uh, Susan and I are heading out tomorrow to go to San Antonio, and uh, thanks to your Bush Gardens connections, we're uh, yeah, going yeah. to SeaWorld for free, so thank you for that, and, uh, and also, a couple of days after that, the Oklahoma City Thunder, my team, are coming into san antonio to play the spurs so i will be going to my first ever nba game i will be wearing my thunder shirt and hostile territory so if i <laughs> don't make it back that'll probably be why <laughs> it's a battle between like an average like two pretty mad teams in the nba right now so i doubt it will be too hostile but uh but i'm still excited to go to my first nba game yeah. so definitely I'll be taking pictures. I'll post some on Twitter and stuff. So definitely looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, can't wait to hear how that goes. Uh, I've been to only one NBA game myself. And even though we were sitting way up in the upper rafters of the building, uh, it was the Magic ended up winning by like 20, 25 points against the Hawks. And it's pretty cool. It was like there was no real stars on the at the game. So it was, you know, kind of a starless game. But, you know, Dwight Howard at that time was on the Atlanta Hawks. And Orlando Magic fans know that Dwight Howard is public enemy number one. <laughs> so uh, even though it's yeah. been like 10 years, <laughs> even though it's been like 10 years since the whole debacle went down, they I still, you know, it was a noticeable, you know, rant of booze coming down whenever he took a free throw attempt or touched the ball. I mean, it was crazy. Like, even when they just passed him the ball. Everybody started booing really loud. Like even if <laughs> oh, wow. he just like, yeah, and it, it lasted all game long. So it's, I gotta say they, you know, that is definitely no love lost between that fan base and Dwight Howard, but I'm not sure if there's going to be any big stars in uh, the San Antonio game. I guess you got uh, Aldridge I mean, Chris, there. Yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge and like Chris Paul for the Thunder, but like, yeah, that's probably going to, be it really but i what i'm what i'm kind of hoping is is that uh ticket prices actually like plummeted for the game and so i'm i'm hoping like because i'm doing the same thing like as you like we got tickets like you know farther up in the rafters so the view might not be very good but what i'm kind of hoping happens is is that it'll be kind of a low attendance game and like you know maybe we can like move our way down a little closer or something you know and yeah. get a little better get a little better view like later in the game or something but but regardless even if we have to stay up there the whole time like it's my first nba game like i'm super excited about it so hopefully yeah i don't know man i've, I've had a bad curse in sports lately though where like when i go to a game for my team that it's been a while since the team that I was there for actually won a game that I've been at. Like it's been bad. This curse. I, I don't know how, if people, I don't even know if like you or Connor know that, but like it's been bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I, mean, I, I know. Um, yeah. I, mean, what were you saying? Say, I, haven't, I haven't been to a ton of sporting events since I moved to Texas, but like when my parents came in, we went to an Indians game against the Astros and the Astros won. We went to the Jags game in Dallas uh, last year. Oh, yeah. Of course, we all know how that went. <laughs> like, I, I still get nightmares about that game. And when I was in Jacksonville one time, I went to – I think you were at the same game, but when they were playing yeah, the Texans and the Jaguars lost that game. So I'm at a, you know, a bit of a curse right now, but maybe – hopefully the curse will be broken on January 2nd. Maybe I can – finally go to a game where the team that I want to win actually wins the game. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up just yet, but the Thunder have been surprisingly decent this season and which is definitely way above their expectations. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll be on the right end of the stick this time. Yeah. I, I think that'd be a toss-up game if I were to predict it, because the Spurs haven't been anything special either. So um, it's it's in San Antonio that gives them an advantage. But yeah, I, I'll be looking forward. I'll be scoreboard watching that one while you're there. So oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this game's right, not so, going to be on national TV or anything. No, so you're probably not going to be able to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be able to see it, but hey, I'll I'll get the pictures and stuff from you. So. There you go. All right. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's get started, though, because the NFL playoffs are about to begin. And this is what a lot. I mean, I'd say a good chunk of episodes that we've produced throughout this series of the podcast have been leading up to this moment. I mean, you get all the division episodes we did back in the summer. Every single team and every single division was covered extensively, maybe a little too much. <laughs> but we did all that yeah, work. We'll, we'll make some tweaks for next year, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be, we'll be tweaking things next year, but still we did a lot of work on every single team leading up to this season. I'd say for the first half of the season, we did prediction episodes before each in individual NFL week. We kind of stopped doing that halfway through the season, but throughout the entire season, we always did a reaction video to NFL and college games. And so every week we talked about stories and scores that happened between every, pretty much every NFL game got talked about at least the score mentioned um, this season, which is a lot. We, we predicted the winners of all those games and I'm pretty sure Nate is going to end up winning that contest. Uh, It's not officially over yet. Connor's in second place and, Eric and I are quite a ways behind, but, you know, we did a lot of work covering the NFL this season, and I know all these, all of my uh, co-hosts did a, did a great job watching games that maybe they weren't even, they didn't even have a rooting interest in, but they would watch the games and then report stuff back on this podcast. I know, especially in the early weeks, we did that. Then as our team started losing for me and Eric's sake, we kind of stopped, uh, stop yeah we just got pro- <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's a lot easier to watch other games when your team's winning because you know you you feel good about stuff you're like okay you know you're feeling good but when your team's losing it just makes football in general harder to watch because you see other teams winning and you're like dang why can't that be me why can't I be feeling that same excitement but 
<laughs> nonetheless, we've reached the playoffs, and this is going to be kind of like a prediction special episode where we're going to just look at the playoffs from a whole. I know I'm pretty sure in future episodes we're going to dissect the games and maybe predict the certain games that come up because a lot of these are going to be hypothetical games that we talk about, like Super Bowl matchups and stuff like that. But uh, this is just going to be like a broad overview of our projections. Uh, we did early season projections and they went so so. Um, you know, I I predicted the Jags to be in the AFC Championship game, so I got that one wrong. Connor predicted the Falcons to win the Super Bowl, so we've all got some blemishes there. But these now that we know the playoff teams, we're going to predict who we think is going to win these games. And I guess we'll start with the AFC. So we'll talk about the two wild card games first uh, that we know for sure are going to happen, and that's Tennessee at New England and Buffalo at Houston. And you can see here on YouTube, and I'll tell the podcast listeners this as well, I have predicted the Tennessee Titans to beat the New England Patriots and the Houston Texans to beat the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'll switch over to Eric here. He's got the Patriots and the Texans winning. Connor has got the Patriots and Bills. And Nate also has the Patriots and Bills. So... We're split evenly between the Bills and Texans, but I am the only one taking Tennessee, and I'll talk about that right now. I guess I'll just start talking about that. Um, The Patriots, the last month of the season, have been very underwhelming, and it's not just Tom Brady. It's the whole team. Brady's obviously... I watched a good part of that Miami game, and that pick six was just so uncharacteristic of him. He just threw it, I think, out of desperation, and it was a pick six. Miami is up 10-0 in Foxborough. Crazy, crazy thing. I predicted the Dolphins to win, but I didn't predict it to jump out, the Dolphins to jump out 10-0 like that. Um, So... I'm not high on New England at all. I think this is the end for Tom Brady in New England. I mean, he's regressed. You can, you can't, I don't think anybody can argue he hasn't regressed this season. And it started in that last Super Bowl that he had. He looked pretty bad in that Super Bowl. He's looked bad this season. Uh, Their record is pretty good because they've faced a lot of inferior competition throughout the way. But when it comes to the winning teams, I mean, they lost to Baltimore. They lost to Kansas City. They lost to Houston. They were able to beat Buffalo twice, but that's not that's not very good. And then in the NFC, they beat Philly and Dallas, but those aren't really signature wins, especially when the Dallas one was at home, Philly was on the road, and Philly almost had a chance to win that too. It wasn't like they blew anybody out. The, the only teams they were able to blow out were like the Bengals and Dolphins early in the season, the Jets, you know, with all the quarterbacks that they had at the time. So another thing, too, the reason I'm going against New England here is their defense lately has been very bad. I mean, usually this is the time of year when the Patriots seem to get it all together and they start playing their best football at this time. But their defense, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, of all people, scored 27 points against this defense. And I'm just concerned because this defense, 
early in the season looked like a god defense. They looked like potentially like the 2000 Ravens type of a defense, 02 Bucks, but not anymore. This defense is still good, but when you look at Tennessee, Tennessee is kind of like the opposite of New England. They're coming on strong to the end of the season. Uh, they won convincingly against Houston in the final week of the season. I don't. I know that they didn't. Uh, Houston wasn't playing all their starters, but still, they took care of business on the road against the division rivals. Not not easy to do. And even the time that they lost to New Orleans, they were pretty close. I think it was a one score game and. I know they had the lead at one point. I think they jumped out 14-0. So this Tennessee team can put up points. Derrick Henry, I want to say, won the rushing title for the league. So he's, if he's not, he's definitely top three in rushing yards. So I really like this Tennessee team right now. And you see they're highlighted green for another game I've got. So I'm high on Tennessee. I think they're the kind of team that can win on the road. Um, I I know their defense hasn't been great, but I, I do like Tennessee's defense, even if the stats don't back it up. I do like the players that they've got, and I like the matchups that they've got. Nobody on New England's offense scares me. Julian Edelman, where has he even been the last couple of weeks? I think he's got all these injuries piled up, and their other receiver, Nikhil Harry, he's a rookie. You can't, you can't rely on rookies. And then the rest of their receivers, Sanu, and guys I don't even know, they just drop passes all the time. They're like the most, they have the most drops in the NFL. So with all that being said, New England's just a mess right now. They lost to Miami in the final week of the season. I believe when they were favored by 14 points or more or something, they never lost a game at home. And they were like 143 and like one when they had a lead entering the fourth quarter at home. So this team has just done very uncharacteristic things for the Patriots. I'm not a fan of them right now. And this playoffs is all about momentum. So the team that's got momentum, I tend to favor. And New England's not coming in with any momentum in my mind. So that's why I've got Tennessee winning. I do think it will be pretty convincingly. I think Tennessee will win by two scores in this. And is this going to be the last game for Tom Brady? If I was just to do a bold production, I'd say yes. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> after the after the game but that's i mean that's how i feel about this game i believe the point spread is new england minus five so slight favorites in this one but eric i know you've picked new england here so explain to me why you think new england's gonna win okay so i definitely am in agreement with zach here in terms of um New England struggling. They're obviously not playing that good right now. But for me, I feel like the Patriots are always a different team come playoff time. And that doesn't mean that that's going to happen this year because I also like Zach, I think all the rest of us have it too. Like I don't have New England getting very far in the playoffs. I only have them winning this game. I don't see them getting past Kansas City. But I know while they lost most of their more marquee matchups, this is something I never thought I'd ever say in my life, but actually in the game against the Chiefs, they actually had a lot of bad calls that went against them in that game that really surprised me. It's something I 
wouldn't expect because you know we all know Miles Jack wasn't down in the mm-hmm. you know 2017 AFC Championship game, but there were a lot of bad calls that went you know in the Chiefs' favor in that game, and if those calls go the other way, New England probably wins that game, and then the whole argument of them you know not winning any important games you know that argument you know goes out the window a little bit but and I feel like in the Miami game last week I felt like for whatever reason I I want to say that New England underestimated them and I think they were trying to get too cute early in the game which was when that pick six happened that Zach talked about and I felt like they were trying to throw the ball a lot and just doing things that they, you know, I mean, obviously you have to throw to win in the NFL, but I felt like they were relying way too heavily on that. I mean, you've got, they've got a really good dynamic core of running backs. And if they want to get anywhere in the playoffs, they're going to have to rely more on their running game. And as well in the passing game, I mean, Brady's not going to beat you with, you know, deep down the field passes. For one, they don't even really have the weapons to be able to do that. And then two, they, you know, Brady doesn't have that arm strength, you know, at this age. I mean, he's reminding me a lot right now of when Peyton Manning regressed in his last couple of years. But if the defense can step up, then, which they've done most of the season, I know they haven't been great lately, but um then I think they'll be okay for Tennessee. The other edge that I give for the Patriots that probably a lot of people wouldn't talk about is that even though Ryan Tannehill has been playing, you know, fairly well these last few weeks, Bill Belichick has a lot of intel on him since he used to be the Dolphins quarterback. I mean, he used to play, you know, Ryan Tannehill twice every year. And so I think Bill Belichick's going to be able to use that to his advantage. He is a mastermind coach, and I think they're going to be able to get it done. I think this is going to be like a low-scoring game, and I think especially I believe both teams are going to really be relying on their running games, so I think that's going to make the game go by quicker. It's going to limit you know, the number of times each team has the ball, so I think this is going to be more of a low-scoring game, but I'm going to give New England a slight edge of like 20 to 17. But then I have them getting bounced by the Chiefs and Arrowhead. I don't I don't see them getting far. It's just that the Titans to me aren't while they are kind of hot right now, they're they still have kind of had that deal where it's like which Titan team is going to show up, you know what I mean? And so yeah. it'll be I mean, now if the good Titan team shows up, then I'm probably going to be wrong, you know, <laughs> but they've been on the good end more than more often than not here lately. And, you know, there is a reason why, you know, Tannehill ultimately, you know, got the boot in Miami. I mean, he has proven throughout most of his career that he is not the greatest. So I don't. I don't know if I trust Ryan Tannehill and this Titans team to get it done, but as I said too, I don't see New England getting super far, so I'm not going to be like blown away shocked if Tennessee wins this game. I just don't think they will. And obviously, it's hard for me to root for the Patriots, but I can't root for the Titans either. Like, <laughs> as a Jets well, fan, like, like my dad said this uh, to me. He was like, 
he actually likes this because no matter what, one of these teams that we hate is going to well, get that's it. that's true. Down. So that's true. That's like, a no matter what, one of these teams that we don't like is going to lose. So that's a good point. That's how <laughs> that's how I'm going to try and look at it. Thank you for giving me a different perspective. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. It. But it's going to be hard to watch this game hating both teams because it's like like you know when one team does good, I'm going to be like, dang it. But then when the other team does yeah. I'm still going to be like, dang it. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy either way. <laughs> but I'm going to watch it. You yeah. Know, so we can analyze it for the podcast. Yeah. So I will watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, if honestly, if it was up to me, it would go to like 86 overtimes and they'd be like, oh, we just, nobody can win. So they're just both eliminated. And yeah. <laughs> the the team with the first round bye gets another bye week, you know, just solve that problem, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. Uh, the, uh, that's almost like my mini rant in the way like for this episode I, I didn't really have a rant planned or anything but i just i hate both of these teams so much they're probably like two of my total least favorites in the nfl but uh, yeah, yeah. anyway uh sorry nate i know you're a patriots fan but sorry man <laughs> i'll let that uh, get us on to the next next game yeah yeah sure i'll okay so the next one we've got here buffalo at houston buffalo coming in as the five seed Houston as the four seed and Eric and myself have Houston winning this game. Connor and Nate have have uh, Buffalo winning. And to be honest, this game is, this game could go either way to me. I'm not a huge fan of either of these teams, but I guess it, I just trust Deshaun Watson more than I trust Josh Allen. When it comes to this, Houston is going to be at home and I think this is a real Bill O'Brien really needs to win this game because it's been a while since the Texans have won a playoff game. Uh, it seems like they're in it every year, but they lose last year was to the Colts and they lost at home. I just don't see that happening again. Uh, Buffalo, I think is a, is a pretty good team, but when they face better competition, they don't seem to play as well. Um, and I to me, this is the hardest one really to predict because I like I'm not a fan of either of these teams. This is another like Tennessee New England game. This is a less this is much less extreme extreme than that. But I don't know really who I'm going to root for in this game. Um, but at least one of them will be eliminated. But uh, I guess I've got Houston winning just because they're home field and Deshaun Watson and the defense is seeming to play a little bit better, but. None of these, neither of these teams really inspires me that much. Um, and I guess Buffalo just inspires me a little bit less than Houston. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the rooting interest, I mean, this is an easy one. I'll definitely be rooting for the Bills. But, I mean, I'm like saying, I'm not a huge fan of them or anything, but I I guess I'm just more neutral with them, whereas I hate Houston. So, And I really don't want to hear from the Texans fans at my job if uh, – if Houston wins. So I will be rooting for the Bills, but I did pick Houston because, I mean, same thing. Like, you know, you look at the quarterbacks, you obviously trust Deshaun Watson more than Josh Allen. I mean, they're both mobile, but when you come to, when you trust with the, with the arm, you look at Deshaun Watson as the bigger threat. And when you look at the receivers these teams have, there's not really anybody on the Bills, you know, that scares you. And so I think the whereas the Texans have DeAndre Hopkins, so I think the Texans are going to be able to bring a more balanced attack to the table. 
and I think they will be able to get it done. But Buffalo definitely has the better defense, though. So like if, if I'm giving an edge for the Bills as to like why people would pick the Bills, it's definitely because of their defense. Their defense has been lights out this year. I haven't really got to see too many of their games, but the main one I did get to see was when they played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And the Cowboys went right down the field on their first drive and got a touchdown. And I was like, oh, man, like Dallas is maybe going to have like a really good game here. But then Buffalo's defense like pretty much shut them out for the rest of the game. I mean, they were extraordinary in that game. So uh, if Buffalo wins, it's going to be because their defense like forces a you know, key turnover or something to either be like a pick six or something that gives them really good field position that can give them the edge. But if their defense isn't able to give them a really good opportunity like that, then I think Houston wins. I think this one will be a close one, like my prediction with the New England-Tennessee game, but I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring. So I'll say I'll say Houston wins like 28-24. Okay. All right. So we'll stick with the AFC and then we'll go into our hypotheticals because Eric and I both have Houston advancing, but I've got Tennessee and he's got New England. So they've got different matchups. So I've got Tennessee versus Baltimore and I've got Houston versus Kansas City. And this is going to be a shocker to a lot of people, but I've got Tennessee being Baltimore um, on the road. And it's just, a gut feeling I've got. It's just a gut feeling that Baltimore is not going to be ready for Tennessee. Um, I think Tennessee is the type of team that can win on the road. I think they can. I think Tennessee is like perfectly built against Baltimore because they kind of do what Baltimore does. I guess Baltimore does a little bit better, but they do have Derrick Henry and I think he's going to be a workhorse uh, in this type of a game and if they do that then you gotta limit Baltimore's offensive possessions and Tennessee if they can get a couple of turnovers I I like them I just to me I I I might sound like an idiot but I it seems like these uh some of every year there's one team that gets really highly rated and then they just like fall on their face in the playoffs and to me that's Baltimore I they've got you know they're gonna be off for basically three weeks before this starts. Um, You know, they didn't play a lot of their stars didn't play in this week's game. And then, you know, next week they have the bye. So they're going to have a long rest. Is it going to be rest versus rust? You know, that sometimes that's a factor in this. I just think Tennessee's going to be this team that surprises everybody in the playoffs. And they're like, how did they get here? But Tennessee, I while I don't like them, certainly, I just think that they, that their team is really suited for the playoffs. I think this is a perfect game for them to win. It's going to be close because Baltimore is still very good, but I can see Tennessee winning by like a field goal here. Um, I I do like their defense, and I I can't really give you any you know solid facts because Baltimore is better in every way, but. Tennessee just seems to be that team this year, I think, that has it going in hot to the playoffs, coming off a win at New England. I mean, they're going to have all the, you know, momentum on their side. And I just don't trust Baltimore in this setting. I 
I think Baltimore is still a really good team, obviously. But to me, I just think it's too good to be true. So I'm going Tennessee here. And then I'll I'll tell you about the other game here. So Houston at Kansas City. I think this is going to be blowout win for Kansas City. I know Houston actually beat Kansas City in the regular season, but I KC is also kind of like Tennessee. They are getting on a winning streak at the end of the season, and I don't believe that Houston can beat Kansas City twice in the same year. It's gonna it's gonna be at Arrowhead and. In those conditions, I do like Mahomes better. And another thing, too, the Chiefs' defense has really turned it around lately. I know they started out the season pretty pathetic, but as of late, they've been playing a lot better. They've been forcing turnovers, getting a lot of sacks, and I I still like Mahomes better than Watson. I like the coaching of uh, Andy Reid better than Bill O'Brien. It's at home for Kansas City. I to me, Kansas City absolutely cannot lose this game, and I just don't think Houston's really that good of a team. So this is where Houston meets the end of their line, and Kansas City's going to move on after this. Um, and then I'll talk about my AFC Championship games. Now Tennessee and Kansas City. This is where kind of like the magical ride ends for Tennessee. I've got Kansas City winning against Tennessee. Even though Tennessee beat them in, earlier in the season, it's kind of like Houston. I don't think they can do it twice. And it's going to be at home for Kansas City. I like basically everything, the same stuff I said for Houston, losing to Kansas City is the same reasoning here. Um, And also every, you know, every Cinderella story does usually come to an end before the championship. So this is where uh, this is where the favorite comes back and wins. So I the Tannehill might have a bad game. Uh, Mahomes might have a insane game. So either way, I like Kansas City to move on and and represent the AFC. So it's just a lot of gut feelings I've got and can't really explain really why, but it's just it's just how I you know sometimes it's just how you feel a game is gonna go, even if it's not um, predicted to be that way by most people. So that's why that's why I've got Baltimore losing. Um, not gonna be. Most, I bet nine out of ten are going to have Baltimore winning, but to me, it's just too good to be true. So I'm going to, that's that's how the rest of the AFC is going to go, according to me. So I've got Kansas City winning the AFC. I'll let Eric talk about his uh, his rest yeah. of the bracket for AFC. I, I like that our first rounds were different because then it allows us to provide different you know perspectives for what <laughs> could possibly happen. So uh with the way my scenario ended up i would have baltimore versus houston and i i've got baltimore in this game for the same reason that zach has the chiefs over houston in his example i just i just think baltimore is a way better team than houston i i don't trust houston's defense to be able to stop lamar jackson i i think their offense will be able to generate some points against this Ravens defense, but the Ravens defense is pretty good too. So for me, if that ends up being a game that does happen in the second round, then I would give Baltimore like a 34 to 17 edge. Like they'd probably, they'd win by a good amount, I think. And so then my other matchup would be 
the Chiefs versus the Patriots. And I just don't see New England getting past them in Arrowhead. I just, like I said, I only have New England beating the Titans just because I don't trust the Titans as much as Zach does. But I don't know, man. I just, for me, I feel like this is where New England season is going to come to an end. My only like concern for the Chiefs going forward, and which I guess I'll I guess I'll explain this a little more when I get to the AFC Championship game. But um, I I trust Mahomes to be able to get it going. I know New England's defense has been able to give him trouble. It seems like, but I think he's finally going to get like over that edge at home and have a monster game against New England. So this is another game, just like my Ravens Houston pick where I just don't see it being that close. And I think Kansas city will win fairly easily as well here. So that's going to set me up for, for my bracket where I have the Ravens and the chiefs and the AFC championship game. But I'm just, I'm a full believer in the Baltimore Ravens. I usually tend to not trust teams that have a mobile quarterback and rely on the QB running so much because that usually tends to fail. It, you know, it tends to work for like a little while, but then it usually crashes and burns. But I don't see this happening with this Ravens team because they have so many weapons for Lamar Jackson to be able to utilize. Like, I know uh, Mark Ingram's been injured, but the reports are that he should be, who will be at least questionable by the time they play their first game. So if he's able to go, that's a big weapon. And they have those three tight ends. And I know I've, I've like, ranted about this before, like, for the Jags. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did, how did the Ravens? I'm like, how did the Ravens have like three starting caliber tight ends and the Jaguars have people that would be on like practice squads on most teams? You know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous, dude, like how good their tight ends are. And that's so that's the thing, man. It's like when he does these like RPOs, like it's so hard to figure out what they're going to do, because whereas like, you know, when when RG3 was with the Redskins, like you knew more often than not that he was probably going to run the ball, you know, but you know, run the ball himself or like when Mike Vick, you know, was with the Falcons, like, you knew he was probably going to run more often than not because, you know, him and RG3, they didn't have the same type of weapons that Lamar Jackson has in Baltimore right now. And so that's just what makes the Ravens, so scary good for me. And then the reason why I've got them beating the Chiefs is in that last game against the Chargers, the Chiefs actually had some injuries in their secondary. And like one of them was their starting safety who started every game. And so that's going to throw their dynamic off a little bit. I don't think it will affect them as much in the New England game because New England does not have as dynamic of an offense as Baltimore. But I just don't think KC's defense is going to be able to stop Baltimore here. Like if it does end up being Baltimore and the chiefs and the ASC championship game, I anticipate that it will be 
a pretty high scoring game, but I think the Ravens have the better defense to be able to contain Mahomes than the Chiefs have to be able to contain Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, even though the Chiefs defense has been playing better. I do agree with that, but I just don't think they're going to have enough. So for that game, I could see it being like 37 to 31 or something like that. Like, I think it'll be close high scoring, but Ravens get the edge and get into the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a intense AFC playoffs, though, man, to say the least. I'm excited. We haven't even got to the NFC yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, no, the the AFC is so wild, man. Like, uh, you know, and I do hope that is the championship matchup. That's that's going to be such a fun rematch. Uh, Casey actually won in the regular season in Kansas City. So this would be in Baltimore a rematch game. I, I I would be really happy for that. But here are the rest of the podcasters' uh, picks. So Connor's got New England beating Tennessee. He's got Buffalo beating Houston. This next matchup, he's got Baltimore beating Buffalo and Kansas City beating New England. So kind of like Eric Casey versus Baltimore. But he's got Kansas City winning instead. So same matchup, different winner. And then Nate has got... Baltimore beating Buffalo in the second round, Kansas City beating New England, his team, he picked his own team to lose here. I'm kind of a little bit surprised by that, <laughs> but he's got the same matchup as Eric and Connor do, Casey and Baltimore, and he's got Baltimore winning. So good diversity of picks between the four of us. Uh, I'm the only one with a non with Baltimore not being in the championship game, but I mean, if they were there, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that much, but it's just uh, this is what I think is going to happen. So we'll get to the NFC now, uh, the second half of this episode. So we'll talk first about the games that are for sure happening, and then we'll kind of go back uh, and then just figure out the rest of the NFC uh, after that. So Minnesota is coming in as the six seed against New Orleans, the three seed. I think this New Orleans team is so good right now on offense. And Minnesota is kind of stumbling into these playoffs. I know they were resting people in that final game, but before that, they lost to Green Bay in a really pivotal game. And they lost to Green Bay earlier in the season, too. So they got swept by the Packers. And I'm not sure if they really played anybody else. I. I think they beat the Eagles, who were also in the playoffs, and uh, maybe they beat the Chiefs, but that was back when Mahomes was injured. So um, this Minnesota team, to me, is kind of stumbling into the playoffs. I'm not sure about Dalvin Cook's status, which that's huge. If Dalvin Cook doesn't play, it's, you know, increase the score margin for uh, New England, or increase the margin of victory for New Orleans, because he is their main offensive weapon. I know they've got Diggs and Thielen, but they are really a running team first. And also, I can't trust Kirk Cousins, man. I just can't. He never wins the the big games. And I think he's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, but I just can't trust him. And, and he's never, you know, made me have confidence for him to win a playoff game on the, ro- on the road in the Superdome. I mean, it's... To me, this is going to be all like the this is the least intriguing or le- not least intriguing, but least like I'm going to have the least amount of fun watching this, I feel like, because this is going to be such a one sided game. Um, 
So, and I, I'm really high on New Orleans. I think Michael Thomas is the best receiver in football. I think uh, this Saints team at home is a different animal. So I've got New Orleans winning. And then we go to the five versus four matchup. So Seattle against the Eagles. It's going to be in Philly, but Seattle beat the Eagles in Philly earlier this season. I know it was by it was a one score game, but I just trust Russell Wilson more than I trust Carson Wentz. And Seattle, while they are banged up going into this, they're not as banged up as Philly. Uh, I saw something today where Philly only has three offensive starters playing that were the were starters in week one. So it's just crazy that, that eight players on their offense that started week one are hurt. So this to me, Philly's just so decimated. Even defensively, I know they lost Malik Jackson and their secondary's been kind of banged up too. So I I do really like the Seahawks team as well. I think they got robbed of uh that last the, the NFC West championship game, so to say, in Seattle. I thought they got robbed of that pass interference that was a no call. So I think the Seahawks are more deserving in this game. I think they're the better team. Uh, it's going to be kind of close, though, because it isn't Philly. I'll give them, you know, Philly's going to have the advantage for that end of the ass, for that end. But when it comes down to it, I like Seattle in a one score game here. I, I trust Russell Wilson a lot in the playoffs. Carson Wentz never has never been in a playoff game before. Maybe it's going to be too much for him with not enough help. And I do like the Seahawks defense too. Uh, They, you know, the way that they were able to hold the 49ers at the end of the game there to give their team a chance to come back and win it. um, I, I definitely appreciate that. So I've got Seattle winning in a one-score game, New Orleans winning by a couple scores here, and then I'll go over to Eric's bracket so he can uh, he can answer these questions. So, Eric, talk about your winners. Yeah, so I also have the Saints beating the Vikings. And, I mean, I've got to agree, too, that this is out of the wild card games. This one probably intrigues me the least as well. I just... I'm in the same boat, man. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. You know, ask ask 100 football fans, like, who do you trust more, Drew Brees or Kirk Cousins? Like, <laughs> probably everybody. 101 like, out of one. Probably everybody <laughs> except for, like, Kirk Cousins' dad is going to say that they'll trust Drew Brees more. <laughs> so, I just, I try, especially if Dalvin Cook can't go, like you said. I mean, I, I'm in full agreement here that I just don't trust Minnesota to get this done, but. I mean, obviously, you know, they play every game for a reason. You never know what can happen. But I would be, if we were doing like a survival thing for this, like, yeah, this, the Saints would be my, like, my lock. Or if Connor, like, if I was going to like Connor and do a lock, like, that would be my lock. But, um, but then for the Eagles and Seahawks, like, I think I'm the only one that picked the Eagles. I'm actually, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like basing this kind of off of like your reason for why you have like the Titans beating the Ravens. I mean, if you look on paper, you know, you would definitely say that the Seahawks are the better team, but I don't know, man. It just, it seems like every time there's like an eight and eight or nine and seven team that wins their division and they get the home game over like a 10 and six or an 11 and five team, 
that the lower record team that has the home game like always seems to win for some reason. And I just, I don't know, like I'm going with that. I mean, obviously these are two completely different teams. This is going to be a different game than those other games, but I don't know. I just, I just, for some reason have this weird feeling that Philly will win because of their home field advantage, even though they're not deserving of having the home game based on their record, they, they still have it. So I don't know, I guess that kind of like called me out, uh, over the past week when we were talking about our college bowl game predictions of like always, <laughs> always playing it safe with my picks. That probably would have been something he would have like roasted me for if Zach was, uh, if probably. Zach had won the, if Zach had won the <laughs> roast. But, uh, but so this is my like take a chance pick, you know, where I'm like, okay. you know, I don't, it's just like same thing as your Titans over the uh, Ravens thing. Like, I just have this weird feeling that Philly is going to win. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if I'm right. But that and the thing I mentioned of like the times when the lower record teams have the home game always winning, like those are my only two reasons for basing this. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, my I guess my other reason too is that you know Seattle has been in a lot of one score games this year that and th- that they've won. I mean, yeah, you could argue that that's a good thing, but it just it seems like their ability to win all these one score games every time is gonna like run out eventually. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna have to lose. Yeah. I mean, they lost to San Francisco, but there was a lot of there was some BS involved in that. And I was rooting for San Francisco to win that game, but it just seemed like there was some BS with that. So, um, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I just I gotta make a shout out to myself here. I totally called this uh, WWE's predictability, but there was a wedding going on and I totally predicted that someone was going to be inside the cake and jump out and attack somebody. And I was right. He's doing it. <laughs> so I had, just in that moment, I had to, I had to say that, but yeah, so yeah, I feel like Seattle's, you know, luck with winning, like almost all these one score games is going to have to run out eventually. And I'm thinking maybe this is it. So we'll see. So yeah, man. So that's, uh, that's mine there. And then I know we're going to go to the, rest of the nfc bracket so i'll let you uh let you give yeah, yours here okay so i've got seattle uh, like i said they i've got them being philly so they would be matched up with san francisco and then i've got new orleans matched up against green bay and i'll start with the the first matchup seattle against san francisco so this would be the third time these teams meet and the first one went down to the wire over time the second one went down to the last 10 seconds of game regular game time so no matter what i think we all can be a really really close uh between seattle and san francisco and i'm gonna give the edge to seattle basically just because of russell wilson i i do think that the seahawks are gonna learn from their mistakes i there's and also san francisco their defense, to me, seems to be getting a little bit overrated. Um, we saw the Falcons score against them at the end of the game, and it almost happened to, uh, in the Seattle game. So they are really in – also that New Orleans game went down to the end, too. They've Well, Seattle's been in a lot of one-score games recently. San Francisco's been in a lot of one-score games as well, uh, even, the, even the game against the Rams that they had. So I – 
when it comes down to this, I know San Francisco's a very formidable foe, but I just I just like Seattle in this instance. Um, Marshawn Lynch is back. Is it going to be reminiscent of that, you know, of those deep playoff runs that they had back in the past? I don't know. I know Sherman's in San Francisco now, but to me, it's this is also a little bit of a rooting interest here because I, I do want Seattle to win this. Um, but I feel like they are going to be really motivated to come back and beat San Francisco because I feel like they they feel like that they should have won that last game. And they did beat San Francisco in California the first time these two teams met in overtime. And really, I don't even think it should have gone to overtime. I thought Wilson made an uncharacteristic mistake to even make it as close as it was. But San Francisco did miss a kick, so it could have gone either way. But this is going to be a close one, but this would be a really fun game to see. It's kind of like the Baltimore-Kansas City potential matchup. This would be – I know these teams have already played twice, but I would I would not mind seeing this for a third time. Um, and I've got Seattle winning. It's Like I said, it will be by a hair, but – just I would just rather put my money on Seattle and San Francisco, but could go either way for sure. The next game I'm much more confident about, though, and that's New Orleans and Green Bay. Green Bay, and I'm not sure uh, if this is true or not, but someone was like, someone said on Twitter, Green Bay is the worst 13 and three team of all time, and I don't know if that's true necessarily, but they are definitely in discussion for that because this team has not looked very good. I mean, I was watching some of the Aaron Rodgers incompletions to in that last game against the very, very bad Lions team. And it was just bad. I mean, he was way, he was way overthrowing his targets. Um, Green Bay to me really hasn't played anybody outside of Minnesota uh, that they've beaten. I mean, let's look at this. They got demolished by San Francisco. They lost at the end to Philly. They didn't get to play Seattle. They didn't get to play New Orleans. Um, they they beat Kansas City with a, without Patrick Mahomes. So to me, I think Green Bay kind of lucked into this role. And also, I know it's going to be at Lambeau, but it seems like in the playoffs that doesn't seem to matter as much as you would think. I know their winning record there isn't as good as you would think it would be. The Packers, to me, they're not a playoff team. At this, They've got a good record, but they're not built for the playoffs. This defense is definitely better than past Green Bay defenses, but to me, the offense isn't there, and New Orleans is just much better at every aspect. They've got the better quarterback. I think they've got the better coach. I think they've got better weapons. I think their defense is going to match Green Bay's defense at least, maybe be a little bit better. So the only thing really going for Green Bay is their home field advantage. And that I don't think is that high of an advantage. It'd be even worse if for them if they were in New Orleans, obviously. But uh I've got New Orleans winning this one uh pretty easily, I think. And then it leads me to Seattle and New Orleans. And I can't pick against New Orleans at home in the playoffs. I, I just can't. So that's why I've got New Orleans here. Um, it's going to be a really good game, though, between these two teams. And I really wouldn't mind seeing either team win because I, I do like both these teams. But I've got New Orleans winning. Uh, it just seems to me like this is their time. This is their year. 
um, kind of like uh, kind of like LSU. You know, this the state of Louisiana is doing pretty good this year in football. So this just seems like it's New Orleans time. I like their matchups on offense. Um, they've got the better running back in this compared to Marshawn Lynch. I, I know Marshawn Lynch is is great and all, but he he hasn't played this season, and who knows what his body's going to be feeling like at this point in the playoffs. And I, I do, I mean, I'm a fan of Alvin Kamara, so the I do like the Saints to win this game at home, barring a catastrophe from the refs here. <laughs> I guess uh, New Orleans winning this, and then I'll I'll talk about my Super Bowl here. So New Orleans against Kansas City. I just think New Orleans is the more complete team. Kansas City, I think, probably has more weapons. But I've got New Orleans in this. It's just hard to pick Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl with the way that he coaches. I mean, I've always thought that he's like the Mike D'Antoni of uh, of the NBA. He's all about the regular season. He's all about the stats, the flashy plays, you know, the highlight dunks in the nba and the no look passes by patrick mahomes i i i think that's a very good similarity if you were to um you know compare nba and nfl teams i think kansas city is like the rockets of the nfl and new orleans i think would be uh, i would say new orleans is kind of like the spurs you know they're always a consistently good team. They're always in the playoffs. They're a little bit older, but they've got weapons. They're kind of sneaky. So I've I've got New Orleans. Obviously not the Spurs of this year, but um, that's kind of my NFL NBA comparison. Good comparisons there, actually. Know. I like yeah. that. I didn't I didn't anticipate okay. you going in that direction, but no, I, I, I like I, I like both either, of those comparisons. Yeah, so I I kind of knew the Kansas City one before because I've always kind of thought that, but the New Orleans one, I kind of just had to think up on the fly of what NBA team that would be kind of like. And Spurs, I think, is is a good fit for them. So I do like New Orleans in this game. Um, could it be the end of Drew Brees after this, going out as a champion? I don't know, but that's, that's my uh, scenario here. I've got New Orleans over Kansas City, so... We'll wrap this up, and I'll let Eric talk about the rest of his NFC and then ultimately his Super Bowl. I will say, Zach, I do like your Super Bowl prediction because when we started the season, I actually had the Chiefs and the Saints in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> if that happens, I will be looking like a huge genius. Uh, but anyway, uh, I but that's actually not who I'm going with for the playoffs, though. Um so for me, with the Saints and Green Bay Packers, I'm going to start with that one because that's a, the one game where Zach and I had the same matchup in our hypotheticals. But I also have the Saints. I don't trust Green Bay. And another example that just to add on to what Zach was talking about with Green Bay is they really should have lost to the Lions uh, mm-hmm. both times they played them because yeah. they played very poorly yesterday. And... Detroit was winning the whole game. I was, I thought Green Bay was going to blow it. I was pretty shocked by that because, it, and then the first time they played, if it weren't for those, you know, garbage hands to the face calls on Trey Flowers, like Detroit probably would have won that. I mean, that was almost two losses to the Lions. I mean, and the Lions started out kind of hot, but I mean, they faded 
really fast. I mean, because they were yeah, one of my surprise teams early on in the season after like third or fourth week when they almost beat the Chiefs. I was like, man, the Lions are looking good this year. And then it fell off the map after that. But uh, I guess I was too positive about them. So next year, I'm just going to say the Jags are going to go 0-16 and we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, But um, anyway, so I just but I just don't trust Green Bay. I mean, I don't I would have to think of all the teams that went 13 and three to see if like I thought they were the worst one. But um, I mean, Green Bay's good and they are at home. So they have a chance because of that. But I still think New Orleans is going to beat them. I am in agreement with Zach that they're the better team all around. And I tr- they have had troubles in the road on the pa- in the past, but I think they're going to be able to get it done here. And then my second round matchup is instead of 49ers Seahawks is going to be 49ers Eagles. And while I had the Eagles beating the Seahawks with the home field advantage, I just would not trust them to be able to go into San Francisco and get it done. I mean, San Francisco had that loss of the Falcons, but the Falcons surprisingly got kind of hot towards the end of the year and started playing much better. And of course they beat the Jags, which isn't, you know, saying a whole lot, but, uh, and the bucks, but it, you know, they won a lot of their, you know, games to end the season. So that might give them momentum for next year. But so I don't look at that loss as as badly as a lot of other people might but the one thing for the 49ers though is they are going to have to start getting a little more separation at the end of these games because they can't keep having all these games like come down to the final 30 seconds because yeah Seattle I mean their luck will run out eventually if they keep doing that but I've got them beating Philly though I I would I don't think they would have too much of a problem with them which would then lead me to San Francisco and New Orleans I just I don't know if I'd be able to trust New Orleans to go on the road two playoff games in a row, which would if this situ if my situation plays out is what they would have to do, and especially with the second one being all the way out on the West Coast. I mean, they had an epic game against the 49ers uh, earlier in the season, which I mean that was insane. It was like 48 to 46 or something like that. I mean. That was crazy. I don't know if it would be. I think the teams would adjust to each other, and then this matchup would not be, you know, as much of a shootout like that, like it was. But even though I definitely would trust, I even though I'd give Drew Brees the edge over Jimmy Garoppolo, I just I am a big fan of what the 49ers have done this year. I am very impressed with them. And it's hard for me to pick against the saints because Drew Brees is my favorite player in the, you know, in the NFL. So I've always had a rooting interest for the saints. So this is definitely not like a, you know, favoritism bias or a Homer pick here. Like if I was doing that, I would definitely pick yeah. the saints. So like I would be happy to, if this situation does play out, I would definitely be happier if the saints won, but, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm a believer in what the 49ers have been doing, but I do have them running out, though, in the Super Bowl. I just I know the Ravens and 49ers met this year and it was a pretty low scoring game, although the weather was really bad in that game. But I don't know. I mean, as I said earlier, just the way Lamar Jackson has been playing this year and they've got solid corners. They've got a pretty solid defense. They've got a good, solid defensive line. Like, 
their ability to throw you off with what they're doing with whether they're going to run or pass in those RPOs is just scary good. <laughs> yeah. So if a team is able to adjust to that and figure it out, then, you know, somehow then, or, you know, say like if Lamar Jackson gets injured or something, then, you know, that would obviously be horrible. But, you know, barring like something catastrophic, that's my Super Bowl. And I know it's probably, you know, it's a little safe having both of the, you know, the number one seeds being in the Super Bowl, but that tends to be usually how it goes, or it'd be like a number one versus a number two. Like, it's not, I saw this yeah. stat the other day where, or yesterday, when the Chiefs got to get the bye instead of the Patriots, that uh, teams that have the number one or number two seed get to the Super Bowl 80% of the time, whereas teams that have to play a first round game only get to the Super Bowl 20% of the time. So it's, just such an advantage to have that first round by and have the home field advantage. So that's why I've got my situation playing out the way that I do. And I'm a big believer in, you know, what the Ravens and 49ers are both doing. And that's why I see them getting there and having a rematch. So um, most of the, some of my scenarios, I wouldn't be as excited to see play out. Like I really would not prefer to see, San Francisco and the Eagles play like I'd much rather be 49ers Seahawks again I would I'm on board with Zach on that I would be much I would be having much more fun if that were the case but this this is the beauty of the playoffs man like you've got the best of the best teams in there from the get-go it's not like the NBA where you know you've got like a team that went like 60 and 20 playing a team that went like 40 and 40 Mm -hmm. and you already know like what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's why I love the NFL, man. It's always going to be my favorite sport. So I like basketball too, but you know, you, you got the best of the best here as much as I hate to say that with two AFC South teams, not being the Jags in it, but you know, I'm still excited for it. And I guess that's my final thought on everything. So yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, looking forward. I'll be looking forward to keeping our viewers updated every week on what happens and analyzing the results. And hopefully, I won't look like an idiot with my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you've got your grounds covered, I think, because you know Baltimore's. You've got Baltimore and San Francisco in this, but then also if Kansas City and New Orleans go, then it's like, oh, you can say from the start of the season that was your prediction. So you really well, got true. you really got your rounds covered. That's on true. That. I mean, You'd really based on like based on my yeah. based on my preseason predictions, I probably should have had the Chiefs and Saints getting in the Super Bowl, but we had other podcasters that did that, so I would have had like exactly the same as them. And no, you're, and obviously, no, you're and, and obviously <laughs> at the beginning of the season, like nobody would have thought the 49ers were going to be in this position, and uh nobody thought Lamar Jackson was going to be doing this well, you know what I mean? So uh, that's why I've got them in over the chiefs of the saints, but you know, regardless of what happens, as long as it's not like, I guess the worst case scenario for me, like rooting interest wise would be if it was like the Titans and the Packers and the Super Bowl. that would, Oh, oh yeah. man, that would suck. <laughs> I would not like that at all. <laughs> that wouldn't even be a good game too. I feel like you saw that. No. So is that, what would be, what would be before we go, what would be your worst, I guess, what would be your best rooting interest and worst rooting interest? Like 
for the Super Bowl? Okay, like, yeah. you have your dream scenario and your worst scenario. All right, so my my dream scenario would be Kansas City versus Seattle would be my dream scenario. I, I really wouldn't be upset if either of those teams won. I'd still go for Seattle, but my least scenario would probably be New England and Green Bay. Um, Ooh, yeah, that would be pretty bad, too. Yeah, so, <laughs> but at least New England, Green Bay would be a little bit more intriguing of a matchup with like the whole Brady versus Rogers. Whereas if it was like Tennessee, it'd be like Tannehill. Like, and I can't stand <laughs> Titans, man. Like, <laughs> almost it, I'd actually, you know what? I might change it to Tennessee because if New England wins another Super Bowl, as bad as that would be, it's like, okay, it's just another Super Bowl. But if Tennessee wins one, Oh my God! The, the Titan, the Titans crack. cannot win a Super Bowl before the Jags. Yeah, so, like that exactly. cannot happen. <laughs> so, I'll change out the Titans, Green Bay, like you did. Um, even though I probably dislike the, I dislike the Patriots a little bit more. I just, it would just mean so much more for the Titans to win a Super Bowl, and I would not like that. So, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, um, so that's yeah, the, that would be my nightmare scenario. But what would be your dream scenario then, Eric? Uh, my my dream scenario would actually probably be my preseason prediction of Chiefs and Saints. Not just because that was my preseason prediction, but I mean I like yeah. Patrick Mahomes and and you know I'm okay like with the Chiefs and like Susan's family or Chiefs fans and so I would be happy for them like if the Chiefs got in and then also like I'm a big Drew Brees fan as previously mentioned, so I I would love for the saints to be able to you know get another super bowl i mean the nfc teams for the most part like other than the packers and for me i'm not huge on the seahawks but most of the teams in the nfc like i'd be okay if they got in there so yeah uh but the saints would definitely (laughs) yeah i mean that would be interesting though i mean but see if minnesota gets in and wins we can be like look man Kirk cousins was crapping the bed the first like six weeks of the season and then we called him out and <laughs> yeah, look what yeah. happened i mean he turned it around so he has clutch crew sports to thank for that so <laughs> pay pay us to to you know get a good current get you know get a good uh you know what's whatever the the opposite of like a curse is like a good vibe or something for you for your sports yeah, team. Just, yeah, exactly. You know, or like, you know, these, you know, we can be like, okay, if you want, you know, Eric to rant about you to like make you do better, that's so many dollars. If you want, you yeah. know, Zach's uh, analytical input to show why you're not doing good and why you need to be better, that's a certain amount of dollars. And then if you want Connor to like lock you to win the Super Bowl, then that's so many <laughs> dollars. <you know? laughs> We could have different services, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, oh, this, yeah. <laughs> a lot of doing this with you guys. I mean, because like we all have our opinions and, and stuff, and a lot of times we agree, but when we disagree, it's a lot of fun too to like, you know, explain why we think each other are wrong sometimes. Like, but we're not gonna like go crazy at each other or anything, you know? So, yeah. and I can obviously, I get a lot of what you're saying too, and you probably. Yeah, yeah, I I understood a lot of your, like, when you were giving your points, I wasn't like, oh, my God, Zach is such an idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even even with the Titans beating the Ravens, I mean, well, I don't think that would happen. I mean, that the Titans would have a lot of momentum, 
you know, if they beat the Patriots and then, you know, heading into ball. I mean, so even though, like, while I don't see that happening, I mean, it very well could. I mean, that's the thing about the NFL, I mean, anything could happen. I mean, you're like week three prediction of the Dolphins over the Patriots was a little out there. But, like, for the most part, even, you know, even picking the picks that don't look like they would be the best pick, like, can still happen. I mean, that's the beauty of the NFL. Like, whereas, like, in the NBA, I mean, if, like, the, you know, I don't know, I'm having a brain for If, like, the, trying to think of, like, a, like, if the Hawks, we're going to the to LA to play the Lakers. Like, do you think anybody's going to believe you if you say the Hawks are going to win that game? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, yeah, yeah, like, Hawks fan. yeah <laughs> exactly. I mean, but whereas in the NFL, even like you know, the the Bengals could go into you know one of these better teams, and it's not very likely, but you know, it could you know yeah. possibly happen. You know. It, they would have to have a lot of things go right for him, but <laughs> but the, like the Bengals beating the Ravens is more likely than the Hawks beating the Lakers. I mean, especially or, like a, especially or, with the playoffs, like an NBA with it being a seven game series, like you wouldn't believe that the Hawks would be able to do that. You know what I mean? So, well, also another thing too about the NFL that I really like is you can get a team like the 49ers who last year was drafting number two overall. They had the second worst record in the NFL, and now they're the number one seed in the NFC. That virtually never happens in basketball, where you well, get yeah. a team dead last to jump up to first. I mean, and it seems to happen in football on a regular basis. There's always one team that does that, it seems like, every year. So, yeah, and that usually it's like half the playoff teams are new uh, also from the year before, so... Yeah, I mean, assuming, like, the Bengals, like, if they, like, draft Joe Burrow, and then, like, if, you know, with the Dolphins having all of those picks, like, both of those teams could maybe be good next year. Like, it it could definitely happen, even though they were both, like, laughing stocks for a majority of this season. Like, it can happen. So, come on, Jacksonville. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of fun with it, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we get to do this. So, I'm glad I got to... I didn't know if I was going to be able to do this episode with the trip coming up, but I'm glad I was able to do it. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, no, it, it was good. And I, I was honestly, I was like, before this started, I was like, oh man, like it sucks that we can't have Nate and Connor on. Cause they were originally supposed to be on this episode too, but just today we found out they couldn't. But I mean, it, it was almost kind of a blessing for that because you and I had a lot more time to talk about each game and really give more reasons, you know, more analysis for ourselves instead of sharing the time with four people. So I was, you know, I I didn't realize, but I was like rambling on and on, like at certain some of these games. Like I was yeah, like, we, we, and Eric talking a while, but I feel like I had to say that stuff, you know. So yeah, we can't. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh, I think this team's gonna win because of one player, and then okay, now I'm turning it over to the next person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to yeah. gotta be able to break it down and explain it. So, uh, yeah, this was a good episode, man. I hope uh, hope the listeners will enjoy it. And if you've listened to it and made it to this point, I mean, you know, let us know your predictions. Like, let us know, like, between, you know, myself and Zach, like, who you agree with the most, disagree with the most, or maybe you agree with one on half of it and disagree on the other half or whatever, like, you know, we're open to hear what, you know, you guys think. So 
let us know. Maybe we'll get something on Twitter going here and yeah, see what yeah. people think. So. Yeah, and speaking of Twitter, man, I almost forgot too. Like, uh, I put up some Twitter polls uh, after our last stories episode to see what you guys thought, and it was interesting. I think the majority of people said that Jason Garrett was the reason the Cowboys did bad, and that was Nate's original topic. Uh, this is something I'm going to try and do more of: is put polls out about our topics so we can discuss in the episode afterward the poll on Twitter to see what people agree with when it comes to these topics like the Jameis Winston thing I think was like split um and then the other one was about Antonio Brown that was also split but I think the more people said that they think he'd come back than be out of the NFL so I almost forgot about that there I was meaning to do that but with with the technology issues I don't have the full display of tabs that I normally do to flip through the tabs and everything but <laughs> uh this nonetheless though is it's, it's I feel like this is a good time to wrap this up, but uh, yeah, for sure, man. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody has a happy new year. And Eric, I hope you have fun on your trip, man. Send me yeah, some man. pictures. Uh, that Sea World ambush. Picks will be uh, picks will be going up on Twitter at least for the basketball game for sure. So yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. So if you listen to this, thank you. And uh, uh. I'm not sure when we're doing the next episode. I may not be in it because of the trip. I don't know, but I guess we'll Zach will announce that later. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this and have a great rest of your guys' day. Peace.